Hey everybody, welcome to episode 37 of Two Views Movies Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And today we're doing something a little bit different. We are going to take a break and talk about how the first half of 2018 has gone so far. And we're going to tell you a little bit about, I guess, how we got here in the first place, right? That sounds like the plan. It is called a mid-year recap, so I don't know what else it could possibly be. Uh, a long time ago, we decided to start a podcast. It feels like a long time ago. It was end of... At November? Yeah, about November 2017. We we talked about it a little while. Like We always talk movies, but we suck at writing, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> like I'm not a fan of writing. I can do it, but when I would spend two hours writing you know, a four-paragraph review, I was like, that's that's such a waste of time, and I can never adequately say everything I want to say. Yeah, you sit there and look at that last line. How do I wrap this up? And yeah. It's, it's annoying. But when you and I would have conversations about movies, it felt more natural. We're like, why can't we just, you know, take our conversations and have that be our review? Yeah, yeah. And so and kind of my my history was not knowing how to use social media. And so right. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, but I never did anything. You know, my, my wife posted pictures of us and tagged me, and that's pretty much my presence on social media. And so I started just reviewing movies by just putting the, the star rating on there. So I did the title and the stars, and that's it. And I was just throwing those on there. And then it, it sort of evolved uh, into creating movie posters. And so just putting the posters out there, putting my review, and then writing, what, two two words? You know, yeah. Two words or three words, you know, <laughs> on a movie poster, trying to summarize your thoughts in, in five five words or less yeah. uh, onto a movie poster. And then you had started writing reviews on letterbox, try to get your idea uh, out there. And then this was just the next natural step. I guess. Yeah. Well, you and I had been searching for a weird combination of a movie site that we could show our collections on, but then also where we could record movies and what we've seen. And I remember there was seen that, we tried that one yep. way back, and I remember we spent hours going through and like cataloging everything that we had on it. And then, yeah, we somehow stumbled across Letterboxd. We're like, okay, this one's it. It's it's really good. And probably around 2014, I think, is where we both hopped on Letterboxd and just started logging everything yeah. since. As you watched it, you, yeah. you, you logged it. Just throw up a quick rating, and you don't have to write a review if you don't want, which is what makes Letterboxd great, right? You can just put the stars that you watched it and move on. Or if you want to write a few comments, you can. And the two of us, we had a, a friend we've mentioned a few times on the podcast before. We had something going on where we would force each other to watch movies that we picked. But you also had to write a review about the movie that you saw. And it started out great. But like everything else, it bogged down when you had to wait on all three people to write a review. Yeah, because it came to, uh, you know, I would pick one that you two had to watch. And then I have a very different taste to movies of the two of you. And so when you all picked, you picked movies I did not want to see. And so it was you kind of drug out the watching process. And yeah, but it did. Uh, it did expand our. Uh, it's still going on. It, yes, it, it, it's, just on, very, it's just very slow. <laughs> We've been stuck on Chaplin for Chaplin two yep. or three months, yep. and I don't. We don't have to write reviews about it anymore. We just have to rate it and talk about and it. Then we but talk we about still it. Yeah. Haven't done it. <laughs> 
the one constant was that we just watch a ton of movies and we always talk about them. We've just been trying to find the right outlet for it. So uh, you had your movie posters. I would just take my star ratings and throw them out on Twitter. Didn't really ever say much about it. I think we both knew we wanted to do something more and we knew podcasts were out there, but I think we thought the overhead was just crazy high. Well, that, and I have no idea even how you do this. And so I, I just sit here and talk and, and you, <laughs> you edit posts and, and do all that stuff for us. Yeah. So there was, I mean, there was the cost, right? Cause you yeah. have to get a website and you have to have storage and you have to get the equipment. And it just seemed really daunting, even though I think we both knew that we talk about this all the time. So why can't we just figure out a way to talk about it? And it's kind of a saturated thing. Like there's podcasts everywhere if you want it. So I think it's really more about us just wanting to be able to talk about it. And if you and I are going to sit here and talk about it anyway, then why not try and record it and put it out there and see if other people like it? Yeah. And, and I've been really surprised about the, by the people that listen. Uh, and I'm glad they do. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that, uh, people keep coming up to me that, that have listened to it and, and they have comments and, and some don't comment online, but they comment in real life. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm always surprised who's, who's listening to it Yeah, because it's just two guys talking about movies. <laughs> right. Yeah. The same way. I have a couple of friends who are like hardcore listeners. Every chance they get, they listen to it. And if they can't listen to it because they haven't seen the movie, when they do see it, they go back and listen to it. And they're always letting me know, Hey, that was a good episode. Or here's what I thought you guys could have done differently. Or, Hey, it would have been cool if you could have touched on this. So it's great. We're making progress. I think I, I'm waiting for it to kind of expand out like that next concentric ring, right? Like right. it seems like we're getting the people close to us. So it'll be awesome when those people can share it with other people and have it go spread out even further. And I think the biggest advantage of us recording these is when we go back, you know, three years from now, and we can listen to what we thought about certain movies, yeah, and, and how they've they've changed and whatnot. That could be ugly, <laughs> and it's cool too because you know we have friends that watch a lot of movies, and <laughs> you in particular like to piss them off because they'll ask us our opinion, and if we've recorded a podcast episode, you'd be like, go listen to our podcast, go, go listen. You can hear what I think about it, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> Quit asking me, go listen. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when we started, we had like no preconceived notions about you know how many episodes we would do, how often we would record, none of that, and I think we talked about maybe doing one every other week i think was initially because we didn't want to you know bog ourselves down we had one a month because is that what we did yeah because the first we actually have three unreleased episodes that uh, were like two hours long and we tried yeah. to cram everything that we saw into true into, into one podcast yeah, and yeah. We're like no one is going to listen to any of this right i forgot about <laughs> that so yeah we were going to do one a month but it was going to cover everything we had the seen the entire month yeah and then yeah i think it was kind of after the realization of the last jedi recording that we were like okay maybe somebody wants to listen to an hour and a half special episode of the last jedi maybe but are they going to want to listen to on a car ride you know an hour and a half of like seven different movies being thrown at you and we were doing previews top fives and movie reviews all in one right and then yeah, we decided, okay, we need to make this more digestible. I think partially for us, but partially for people too. So that's when we started segmenting everything out. But I think even after we segmented stuff, we were like, okay, we'll do one a week, maybe. Yeah. And then quickly we just, I think it was more like our movie habit is what forced it. It wasn't like we wanted to podcast and do two episodes a week. It was more of, well, we want to do top fives. We want to do a preview. And on average, we see about one movie a week. And if we're going to see a movie shouldn't we just talk about it right so then it became two episodes a week and we've probably for about a well almost probably for the entire time of the podcast we've been at about two episodes a week average 
but now we're really consistently like every Tuesday, every Thursday is yeah. when our episodes go out. And that's some of the feedback that we got is they want to know the people that are listening want to know when we're going to put a new one out. And so right. like, let's, let's do Tuesday, Tuesday every week. And then it just naturally Thursday came right. along with it. We were just kind of do some <laughs> Thursdays, but it ended up yeah. being now it's, it's, it's every Tuesday, every Thursday. Right. We were, we were trying to science it a little bit, right? Cause we were like, well, you know, you're coming off the long, if you get it on Thursday, you have a full weekend. If you get it on Tuesday, you know, we, we tried to sort it out and we we're like, nobody would listen on a Friday. So what are your options after Tuesday? Right. Well, Thursday. So yeah, it's been fun. I mean, it's hard to believe this is episode 37. That's crazy. Wow. And we've got some good ones and some short ones. And we've got some really long in-depth ones. And I've actually been surprised that some of our longer episodes are the more popular ones in terms of downloads. Uh, Infinity War, Last Jedi, Solo, Cobra Kai. Those are some. The one anomaly in all this that I can't make heads or tails out of, even when I look at our statistics, is why Red Sparrow is our most downloaded episode. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. It's, there's nothing special about that movie or that episode. I don't get it. It's not like we were like... But go listen. Yeah. It wasn't like we were like, oh, that was an insanely funny episode. We were just being good smartasses the whole time and everybody should listen to this. It's, it's, I don't remember anything special about it. And it's not like it's a movie that everybody has seen. No, you know? I know. So, so, or a lot of people have even seen. Yeah. I don't get it at all, but you know, whatever. That works. It's more downloads for us. <laughs> but yeah, so we thought we would share a little bit about how we got here. I mean, that was the, the kind of the quick and dirty, but... That is how we've gotten to midway through 2018 when at the end of 2017, we didn't even have a podcast. Right. Some of the other things we thought we could talk about today is what all we've seen this year. Some of it we've podcasted about, some of it we haven't. Talk about how many movies we watched, what are some of our favorites from the first part of the year, maybe what are some awards we would give out if we had to for the first part of the year. And then we'll wrap it up maybe with a little bit about what we think is coming for this podcast and movies uh, the rest of the year. So I thought it'd be interesting since we're on Letterboxd and we plug that site a lot. I mean, our site is we're trying to build up our site, but Letterboxd is the place to go if you're a movie fan. You should be on there. You should be checking ratings there. You should be logging your stuff there. It's the single best website for movie watchers out there. Yeah, and we're never going to try to recreate the wheel right but directing people to our page there is uh going to be a point of emphasis yes going forward right so one thing you can do with letterbox is if you have a pro account it'll summarize every year for you with stats so carson and i are going to tell you how much time we've spent watching movies so far in 2018 so for me i've had 188 letterboxed entries this year so far that equates to about 336.4 hours of movies watched. <laughs> now, I was kind of ridiculous because I set myself two goals at the end of the year. One was to get the podcast going, and then the other was to watch or log basically 365 different things on Letterboxd. It's kind of evolved from watch 365 movies to, you know, even some short films and documentaries count. Like, I don't think anything like 15 minutes counts, but, you know. If I can log in on Letterboxd, I do, and that's where I'm at. I figured that gives me more incentive to watch things and talk about them on the podcast, and I don't know. It just seemed like a kind of a fun goal. So I think I'm a little bit behind because I think it's like the 192nd or 193rd day of the year, and I'm at 188. Which is pretty close. It's close, but I've been falling behind. Yeah, I had a, a recent resurgence in these uh, these past uh, couple weeks where uh you know hurt myself so i'm I'm homebound more and uh, i could knock out three three or four movies in a day but i got my number up to 149 
So that's a lot of movies, and that's 280 hours. Yeah. And that's that's a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours. I would be interested to compare this to your previous pace, because in previous years, I've always lagged behind you, because I just have not been able to keep up with your theater watching, and I just haven't had time to watch. Now that my kids are getting older, I can they go watch so many more movies with me. Like half, I would say over half the movies I've seen in theaters this year, my kids have seen with me. So that makes it a thousand times easier now for me to go see. And Movie Pass helps a lot. Well, Movie Pass is, has been tremendous for, for us to watch movies every weekend. Yeah. Know? So we, we go once, maybe twice a weekend or during the week just because what's out there. I mean, now that they limit us to, uh, to, to one, one viewing of the movie, you kind of have to you know, expand what, what you'd go see in a movie. Yeah. And if you're not, that is. yeah, if you're not paying out of pocket, I mean, who cares? Roll the dice on something you never would have taken the chance. I mean, nobody wants to waste their time watching a bad movie. Well, a bad movie. <laughs> that's not funny. Right. But it's easier to take a gamble when you're not dropping 20 bucks every time. Except now we're, buying $18 nachos because it feels, feels different. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't already pay it. The, right. Well, uh, we yeah. normally would have spent $20. Yeah. So what's so with let's the go nachos? ahead and buy ridiculously yeah. overpriced nachos. So combined, we are at like 330 movies watched this year. That that's pretty crazy. That's a lot of, it, it's borderline, not healthy. I mean, one movie a day is not healthy and you're not too far behind that. I mean, you're at least at like three quarters of a movie a day. Yeah. Yeah, and it does help when you have those days where you got nothing to do and you can watch, you know, two or three movies. Fold some laundry, watch some movies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, The other thing I thought was interesting would be how many of those that we've seen this year have been actual 2018 releases. And I know for me, this has got to be a record. So I'm at 32 movies. I've seen 32 movies that are released in 2018 and we're, you know, basically, if we don't count July six months worth of that. So I've seen almost over five movies a month. And there's usually only like four weeks of release in it. So that's a lot. Yeah. I, I've seen uh 32. I've been to the theater 32 times, but I saw Avengers twice. Yes. Same so, here. So, so 31, yeah. 31 different movies in theaters uh, released in 2018. That's crazy. Yeah. I know for some people they're, they're probably going to hear that and think, what? I mean, how do you guys even have time to podcast about it? (laughs) I mean, and it's kind of true. Sometimes I sit there and wonder like, God, between watching movies and talking about movies, that's a unhealthy portion of my life, Mm -hmm. but it's fun. So that's why we do it. Yep. So moving on to another thing, now that we've talked about all the movies we've seen in 2018, I thought it would be interesting to just quickly run through what we think as of right now is our top 10 of 2018. So Knowing that, one, we haven't seen everything that's been out in 2018 by a long shot, and that there's a lot more to come in 2018. So this will only be things that we've seen so far. You want to run through yours? So number one, I have Infinity War. Loved it. A Quiet Place actually surprised me. So that was uh, number two. Deadpool 2 was number three. Number four, that's the the sneaky one. Won't You Be My Neighbor uh, about Mr. Rogers. That was excellent documentary. Sicario, Sicario 2, Day of the Soldado. Which we haven't talked about yet. Not yet. But it snuck in on the list. It did. Ant-Man and the Wasp was coming in number six. Also, a future episode. A future episode. <laughs> Black Panther was right there after it. Ready Player One was number eight. Tomb Raider at nine. And then Solo comes in at ten. Do you do a letterboxed list of all your like 2018 rankings? I do at the end of the year. Okay, I, I don't yeah. maintain it throughout okay. the year, but I yeah. try to. I try to rate them 
after usually in December or okay. January for the previous year. I try to keep mine going as I go throughout the year. That would be easier to do, yeah. yes. It'd be interesting to compare because I know you have Ready Player One at number eight, and I know it's not in my top ten. I'm not sure how far down the list it is. It's probably middle of the pack, but it'd be interesting to compare because that's one thing we didn't mm-hmm. do. We both wrote our top tens, but we didn't compare where we're at on each of those. So, so my top ten. Number one, I have a quiet place. I have not found anything that's beat it yet. There's a lot coming out the rest of the year, but as of right now, it's my front runner. And then it's followed at number two by Won't You Be My Neighbor? Number three, Infinity War. Number four, Solo. Way too high for Solo. I mean, you have Solo at 10. I mean, only six spots higher. For a lack of, I haven't seen other things. Black Panther's at five. Do you want me to put Hurricane Heist up there? <laughs> you could. There's a, I mean, that truck was so awesome, it should get a top 10. I can't remember the name of the Dominator? truck. Dominator? Dominator. <laughs> Jesus. Deadpool 2 at number six. Isle of Dogs at seven. Hereditary. I haven't, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so have you seen Fantastic Mr. Fox? Nope. Okay, that's the best comparison because it's Wes Anderson and it's stop motion. It, so. it definitely felt Wes Anderson. Oh yeah, it's yeah. totally Wes Anderson. But I really, I, I really, really like the style of that movie, and I thought the story was good too. At eight, I have Hereditary, which I know you haven't seen. I haven't seen that one yet either. It grew on me after I walked out of the theater. Especially, I don't take the same approach that you do with ratings. So initially I'll rate something kind of in my head and be thinking about it, but then I'll take a step back and be like, well, okay, compared to other movies, I don't know how I could give it that. So like, for example, I walked out of Hereditary, I was like, okay, maybe three, three and a half. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, horror movies are generally just really bad, really, really bad. That's true. So when you find one that's even competent and almost like just above average, you're like, okay. An above-average horror movie. Just a normal movie. (laughs) A normal movie puts it in the top four or five. But when you compare it to horror, you're just like, okay, I don't know how I could not give that a four. So Hereditary has grown over time with me. My next one, number nine, I want to see again, and I need to get in the right frame of mind to see it, but Annihilation. See, and that one's actually going down my list the further I get away from it. Yeah, I can see that, but that's why I think I want to revisit it. I've, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talk about feeling differently about it the second way second time around so i want to give it another shot but i need to i need to not do it when i'm just like laying in bed one night it needs to be a concerted effort to sit down isolate myself really (laughs) take it all in and then number 10 for me is love simon which again we haven't talked about that one but it's a it's kind of a rom-com but it's a new millennial we're quasi-millennials i'm talking younger than us kind of take on romantic comedy in high school pretty good i liked it So that's our top tens. We touched on this a little bit, but I'll just go ahead and ask you, out of all the movies you've seen, whether it's in your top ten or not, what was your most surprising movie of the first part of the year? Yeah, and I I just mentioned that. The most surprising to me was A Quiet Place. My expectations were excited, but I didn't think it'd be as good as it was. And just the whole movie just worked. Yeah. uh, Worked really well. And so... Um, that was my most surprising of the year. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought about that one, but I think going into it, my expectations were pretty high. Like if you go back and listen to the, which I haven't, our preview episode, I think I was pretty amped up about that one and I had a lot riding on it. So I, I think it, it still exceeded my expectations, but I was, I had high hopes for it. And so what was yours? Most surprising. <laughs> Solo. And I think that's like the inverse, right? My expectations for Solo, I, I was very, very, I was expecting the worst. I was thinking Donald Glover would be the only thing I liked about it. 
and I got a movie that I enjoyed. So it, it went well beyond what I expected in terms of um, how good it would be. So it was my most surprising movie of the year so far. Well, and Solo comes in at my most disappointing movie <laughs> of the year so far. It's while I I didn't have Star Wars expectations for it, I I was very let down on my I still had high expectations for it, but it wasn't through the roof like most Star Wars movies are. But this one I was just so disappointed and I mean I'd like to see it again to see how I feel time number two, but I was I was very disappointed leaving that theater. I will say in terms of our namesake which we didn't really touch on at the beginning of the movie, but I know we have another podcast, but beginning of the movie, <laughs> the beginning of the movie, <laughs> <laughs> our namesake, which we haven't touched on at the beginning of this episode, you know, but we've referenced it before in other episodes, right? Like two views. We like to get a second viewing in because that really establishes what you felt about it. I'm just as excited or maybe you're not excited, but I'm anticipating as much my second viewing of solo because you, you and I are kind of the same we took our positions on solo and we've dug in. So at the further we get away from it, the more I question myself, like, okay, did I really like it that much? Was I surprised by expectations? Was it partially because I'm digging in because I'm fighting against Carson? So what's happening with this movie? So I, I, I really, really, that's probably my number one anticipated rewatch of 2018, because I really need to understand where that falls now on a second viewing. No, I agree. I think that one has the biggest swing possibility for me. Yeah. Either it's just going to go further and really, really bug me, you know, based on the things that I that I said before, like, yeah, that that really did suck, you yeah. know, or it's like, okay, it wasn't as bad as I, I made out. Right. And so I agree. So the other thing I thought we'd touch on. Nope. You have your most disappointing. Oh. What did you think the most disappointing oh. movie was? Yeah, yeah. So my most disappointing, which future episode is Sicario 2, Day of the Soldado however you want to call it. I might have not done myself any favors because I literally watched Sicario the night before I watched this. And so, and it was, so jumping back to another episode we just released, Sicario was my number one favorite movie I've only seen once. Right. So I had this con- concept of Sicario in my head. I had rated it four stars. On my rewatch, I bumped up to four and a half. It's deservingly it's so. It's really good. So when I went into this, all of Sicario was fresh in my head. And Sicario 2, I, I won't give away my rating for it, but just to say if if I'm at a four and a half on Sicario and Soldado is my most disappointing, you can probably guess where it's going to come in at. So yeah. tune in to the Sicario episode, <laughs> uh, Day of the Soldado episode, to find out more about what I thought on that movie. So now we can move ahead. There's been a lot that we haven't seen. And I think one of the yeah, questions... There's a surprising amount of movies that came oh, out sure. that I hadn't seen. You know, you think that you hit all the big ones. And then it's like, no, I didn't hit well most of these. I, I would put big ones in quotes. Because I think, especially with the podcast, we've done a very good job of hitting the big ones. Even ones that are questionable in terms of whether we'll like them or not. Some of these you've heard of, but sure. I wouldn't necessarily say they're they're big. We kind of asked each other... What are some of the movies that we've missed that could be good? I had jotted down Paddington 2, which, if you go back to the very beginning of the year, was setting records for like the highest Rotten Tomato score of all time. So I still have not seen that. I know it's out to rent. I've been meaning to watch it with my daughter, but I haven't done that yet. First Reformed has come out in the last few months on limited release. It's an Ethan Hawke as a preacher, and it's by A24, who does all of the weird 
ish type movies like The Witch and um, A Ghost Story and a few others. And the last one I had was Hearts Beat Loud. It's an indie movie with Nick Offerman, who is Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. I've heard great things about it on on movie Twitter is where I've been hearing things about that. So those are the three that I've jotted down that I want to make sure I get watched that I've missed so far. And there were a lot of big movies that we didn't see that don't fit this category they're talking about of that might be good. <laughs> yeah. And so yes. I, I crossed a lot of those off. A couple of these that I've, so 12 strong with Thor. I heard some people that have seen it that, that really enjoyed it. So I'd like to, I'd like to see that. I'm surprised that I didn't see it when it came out. I think it just kind of hit in a wrong Wrong kind of weekend or something, because that's usually right up my alley. Hotel Artemis, it looks like it has potential uh, to me. It looked like it came straight from the world of John Wick, which I'm surprised that you didn't like it. The trailer, that is. Yeah, it looked it looked just meh. looks almost like a, maybe a John Wick ripoff. It uh, could be. You know, I think Drax is in it, so I'll, yeah. I'll go see Drax, <laughs> support Drax. He's also in that direct-to-DVD Stallone Escape Plan, too. Are you going to watch that? I didn't know that was direct-to-DVD. I, I thought <laughs> they were getting a theatrical. Direct-to-digital. Direct no, I'm, it's out now. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's too bad. <laughs> Terminal, we, we talked about in a, in a preview episode with uh, Margot Robbie. That has potential to be good. Dark Crimes. I uh, saw the trailer to this. This was Jim Carrey being... Oh, yeah. I remember that now full-bearded Jim Carrey yeah. in some dark, twisted movie. So I kind of want to see Jim Carrey like that. So that could be good. And I will say a few of these I caught wind on Twitter or wherever that I read movie news that they weren't very good. So that that hurts. That always, yeah, I feel like, oh, do I want to take a chance on that? And but then, who are they? Who are they to know? The collective. <laughs> the, uh, the, catcher and, the catcher was a spy. That's with Paul Rudd. It actually had a pretty good... Pretty good cast, and I'm surprised I'd never even heard of it. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one. It's a true story about a, a major league catcher who they send in World War II uh, to be a spy. Hmm. I love the, the cast, and I'm trying to remember everybody who was in it just watching the trailer, but I think it may be too serious of a role for Paul Rudd that I'll want him to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he's the, typecast. Yes. Um, so I don't know if he fits, but I like him a lot. And so that one was interesting because I like World War II movies and, uh, and I really like the cast. And the last one is uh, Mary Shelley. It's about uh, the, the lady who wrote Frankenstein. And it's kind of her motivations of why she wrote Frankenstein. I don't think it's a true story because I think Frankenstein's actually in this movie <laughs> based yeah. on a trailer. Okay. Uh, Watching the trailer, I don't think it's my type of movie, but I think it's uh, it's one that I would enjoy just based on the subject matter, because that was my favorite book uh, growing up, was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So I wanted to give that one a chance. So those are those are all that uh, have come out so far that I think could could be good movies. Yeah, kind of in that same vein, we have seen a few big movies, and some of them we've actually already mentioned. We've seen them in 2018. They came out in 2018, but we didn't talk about them, so... Not that we're going to talk about him here, but Game Night, Game Night, saw. yeah, I thought it was fine. Uh, there, there were two. There was one gag that they did twice that made me laugh out loud both yeah. times. That that made the movie for me. Other than that, it was just kind of. Eh. Do you remember what you gave it? I gave it three stars. I, I think, think it was a three. Okay, yeah. uh, Commuter. That's Liam Neeson doing his taken thing for the last time. I did not see it. You did. It wasn't good. Okay, it wasn't good. So less taken, more <laughs> taken three. 
Not even. Oh, God. I mean, it's, it's real it, low. It, I mean, it's on the same level as Taken 3, but you don't get anything cool out of it. Yeah. If, if, that, if that's what you're going to see, Liam Neeson be cool. He doesn't be cool in this. <laughs> well, then, yeah, there's no reason to see it. Right. Then. Then we had Love, Simon, Hereditary, and Isle of Dogs, all of which I think we've already talked about and I saw, but you didn't. Correct. Okay. Now, going back to our two views namesake, uh, the question I had asked for each of us was, has there been anything that we've talked about on a podcast that we've now seen twice and maybe our views have changed a little bit? And the only thing that we had jotted down was Black Panther. Right. Because being as we've only been doing this for six months, not everything has been out. You know, to, to see it again for that second viewing, except for Black Panther. Right. Now, I didn't go back and listen to Black Panther after I rewatched it again, so I don't really remember what I was spouting about in, in our episode. <laughs> but did did you feel like your feelings changed significantly on it? Uh, it did. I Again, I overlooked some of the, the problems I had with the third act. And actually, it wasn't even... I used to say the first two acts are great, and the last act is terrible. And actually, it, it's it's closer to... The last fourth is, yeah, you know, so I, I'm like, okay, I can get even further into the movie before it goes a little weird. Yeah. And I almost think I went a little bit different than you. My rating stayed the same. I'm still at four. I God, I love the first two thirds of the movie. I love everything up until, um, so if you haven't seen Black Panther, we're going to talk about it just for a quick second, but up until Killmonger becomes king. After mm-hmm. that, everything feels rushed, terrible CGI, and it just doesn't it doesn't hit the home run that it could have. Like it sets everything up so great. And then it just drops it on its face and you're like, Oh, and see, and when you're, when you know that's coming, you can enjoy the rest of it a little bit better. So in, you end on a better note. So I, I was at a three and a half and I came up to a four. Yeah. Because it let me down so bad. The first time is like, yeah, right. It had a great build up, and then Killmonger becomes King. And then he doesn't do anything. Right smart with it when you think they build this guy up as he knows everything about yeah. everything and can do anything and then he uh his plot <laughs> yeah you know and and I, and I just really and my main criticism with it is i wish they would have kept him killmonger of the comic and they didn't make him a black panther and so then you could have a black panther versus killmonger and dress him up however you like but it's just not that same yeah you know marvel formula and so that Again, that still stuck with me, but uh, and again, I enjoyed the movie as a whole better because I could expect what yeah. was coming. I would have rather have had a powerless T'Challa versus a normal Killmonger than a Panther versus Panther. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah, just have them fight again. Yeah. Yep, I agree. So we've talked a little bit about rewatches and new watches. So what I had asked us to do was have each of us talk about what our favorite rewatch of the year was. So it could have been any movie from any year, but you watched it this year. So it's on our letterbox list. What was our favorite? So you got one. I do. And it's just one that every time I watch it and once every three, four years or so, that I just get a huge kick out of it. And that's white men can't jump. Yeah. That's a great one. It's just, Everything about it's great. Sydney Dean, you know, it's it's <laughs> Billy Hoyle and Billy Hoyle. It's uh, it's just an excellent movie. It's surprisingly quotable. Oh, oh yeah. Like I can't, I can't think of a good use of it right now. But it's amazing how much, like in a random conversation, I can spring a white man can't jump quote. Yeah, 
Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. It's a it's a good one. And again, one I could probably throw in right now and just Yeah. And it's one of the best it. sports movies, easily. And definitely one of, if not the best basketball movie. Wow. So we're about to dive into that. So yeah. I'm cycling that, through my head. That might be another another one for later. A top five. Because how do you compare white men can't jump to Hoosiers? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, those are two depends, very depends on what very, style of ball you like. Two very yeah, very true. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite rewatch of the year was the big short i watched that maybe a few months ago finally it was on netflix or something i was like all right let's just revisit i don't think i'd seen it since theaters and all the acting is great Carell's awesome ryan gosling's awesome i i'm always impressed with how they took such a complicated issue in terms of the economy crashing and the whatever they, the derivatives and stuff and that they make that somehow digestible for normal audiences and make it fun at the same time. It's really a, an incredible feat of movie making that they pulled it off. That was my favorite. I actually, every time I talk about it, I want to watch it again. Carell is fantastic. I, th- I think he might've been up for an Academy award. He, I don't know who he lost to, but he probably should have won. He was really good. See, and I, I still haven't seen it. You still haven't seen big and, short. And that was, it was one of those that, uh, you know, in, in my industry of work, I should have seen it. And oh, then man. it came out. It's just one of those that, uh, like, uh, we're, I'm about to jump ahead, but the movie that I'm about to talk about later, it was the same way. It just kind of fell in that same time frame yeah. and just never got back to seeing them. Oh, man. You have got to watch Big Short. I don't it, know anybody it, it, that it's did on, like it. It's on my list to watch it, but just have It's got Margot Robbie in it, too. Yeah. Randomly. Yes. Randomly. Yeah. So then the inverse or flip side of that was, this is kind of a complicated way to say this. What's your best first time watch of this year for a movie that did not come out this year? So right. it can't be 2018, right. but you just now watched it for the first time. Do you have a favorite that yeah. you came across? And that was, uh, I came out with uh, Spotlight. I had not seen Spotlight yet. It's and, a very uh, good movie. That was on HBO or something. And uh, so I turned that on and uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. You I enjoyed it. You can't go wrong with uh, Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams. It's got yeah. a very good cast, and the story is really great too. Subject matter not ideal, but uh, no, but it also doesn't come directly at it like head on. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's them. It, the movie's more about them finding out what's going on with the Catholic priest as opposed to showing the what the Catholic priest doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah yes. exactly. So mine for that was Coco. I finally got around to watching Coco. It's a fantastic movie. My wife had seen it. My daughter had seen it. You had seen it. Everybody had seen it. It had been saying it's great i just didn't get around to it in theaters it finally dropped on netflix a few weeks ago and i turned it on i was like okay this is going to be good because i i believe everybody around me saying that it's good but it's it's damn good it was insanely good and it's tackling things that you don't expect pixar to tackle right it's uh murder death uh, your <laughs> your belonging in the world the afterlife kudos to pixar it, it jumped all the way up to my second favorite pixar movie of all time number one a uh, number one is uh, Monsters, Inc. for me. Monsters, Inc. Yeah, which is kind of the opposite of Coco. It doesn't really tackle a lot of weighty issues. I just think it's insanely creative. And it's one of those movies that I get mad when I watch it because I'm like, the idea behind it is so simple. You just take the monsters in the closet and flip it on its head and you've got a whole idea you can make a movie about. And I get mad that I never thought of that. <laughs> but I love that movie. So yeah, Coco for me was a five-star movie. I, I absolutely loved it. So to kind of wrap up the first half of the year, I thought it would be kind of interesting to ask us, what do we think the best actor and actress are and best picture? So if you had to give those awards right now, based only on things you've seen, which is going to be a little misleading because 
we all know all the Oscar bait comes out in the fall. So we're really only going off the first half of the year. So when, when people listen to this at six months from now, or when we do our end of the year recap and we're like, how would we have given that best picture? It's because we haven't really probably seen many of the actual best picture candidates. So if you had to give actor, actress, and best picture right now, who are you giving it to? Well, and I tried to to pick one that I think would actually be nominated yes. or, you know, considered. Sure. Because if you're asking me who got best actor, I'd say Brolin across three movies. <laughs> sure. You know, he did, he did a great job. But I picked uh, best actor, John Krasinski, actress, Emily Blunt, and then even best picture, I put Quiet Place. So you have a clean yeah, sweep. Clean sweep, because really it's the, it's the only one that I felt hit criteria and was different enough for them to to look at. Right. And I could see that because your number it was your number 2 movie. <laughs> right. And like you said realistically Infinity War is not going to win anything outside of effects or something. Right. Yeah. It should. <laughs> so I went with John Krasinski as well for actor, but for actress I went with Tony Collette who's the main person in Hereditary. She did a really good job. I think there's a chance she might actually win but it really just depends on what happens for the rest of the year for my best picture i went with the upset of won't you be my neighbor and i say it's an upset because i think i read that there's never been a documentary even nominated for best picture before so it would be kind of a a trendsetter but to to me it would be more likely to win than a quiet place so i which is my number one movie but i went with the other way. Yeah, and I think it could win Best Documentary for sure. Yes. But to, to, to leap across to, yeah. to Best Picture, I don't think it, if there, it'll get that. If there's a movie that could do it, it seems like this one could be it. Only because I have not seen... I mean, if you go to Letterboxd, you'll find some two and a half or threes for whatever reason. But the general consensus has been that Won't You Be My Neighbor is fantastic. Depends on who's voting. How old they are. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> Did they grow up with Mr. Rogers or not? We have a biased <laughs> set of judges. All right. So then... Now that we've covered the first half of 2018, I wanted us to shift gears to the second half of 2018, both in terms of movies and the podcast. So the question posed to ourselves this time was, what movies in the second half are you most looking forward to? Why don't you kick us off? Okay. So top of my list, everybody probably would expect this from me, but it's First Man. It's the movie about Neil Armstrong, played by... Ryan Gosling, and it's directed by Damien Chazelle, who did La La Land and Whiplash. So, of course, I'm, you know, <laughs> might as well just pencil it in at number one on my list right now. If it's not Christopher Nolan, then it's got to be Ryan Gosling or Damien Chazelle. <laughs> Eighth Grade is another movie that I want to see a lot. I saw the preview for it before Won't You Be My Neighbor. It looks like an indie film about a girl um, going into eighth grade and has personality slash fitting in issues it looked like it could be really good black klansman with adam driver directed by spike lee looks fantastic bad time at the el royale looks in freaking credible i love the trailer if you haven't seen it go watch it right now i told my wife about it and she didn't go watch the trailer but then we saw it before a movie last weekend she's like oh that looks good it's got john ham chris hemsworth jeff bridges and several other people that I know I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but it looks so good. This one, I'm not quite sold on, but Halloween, I 
think it looks like it has promise. It doesn't look like another crappy sequel, but that one could be going downhill really bad. Well, this one has Jamie Lee Curtis in it, right? Yes, they brought back Jamie Lee Curtis, and I know I know Danny McBride is somehow involved in the writing of it, which, <laughs> who knows? I think he's a big Halloween fan. Is it but... a reboot or a sequel to... So I think if I understand right, it's supposed to slide into the original series either between one and two or after two. It's something like that. I think it's supposed to be... Like, you know how they do that sometimes where they, they, they'll they go in and, like, reinsert a movie and it kind of just eliminates everything that took well, place Well, I've after. only heard that of what James Cameron's doing with Terminator. I've never actually seen it in practice. Yeah, I feel like there's another movie that's done that, though. I mean, I, I feel like that's what Superman Returns tried to do. It tried oh, to take place. Forget three and four. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those. My final two that I'm looking forward to in the second half of 2018 are Creed 2, which goes without saying, and Bohemian Rhapsody. You mentioned Creed 2. That was my number one most anticipated movie for mm-hmm. the second half of the year. Aquaman, I really want to see what they do with that. There's a lot of hype on how it's going to be revolutionary and technology and <laughs> underwater film. I have no idea how it's going to be done. I will tell you, I thought about putting that on my list, but I am so jaded by DC right now that I, <laughs> I have no expectations for that movie. Well, no Snyder, so it, it doesn't there's matter. A, there's it's a shot here. Filthy fingerprints are all over it. <laughs> so I'm I'm very anxious to see what that does. The Predator, I'm kind of excited to see what they do here. The trailer has been very underwhelming to me. I've only seen the first one, and I'm not going to watch any more. Yeah, because I just want to just want to go and watch it. Because I mean, it's I'm going to see just about every Predator movie they put out. Yeah, so, yeah. So, and so I'm 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 excited for what I think is going to happen. And so yeah, that that that's where I'm I'm going with. That. I was excited until the trailer, and that's actually kind of the same for your next movie too. With Venom, yeah, I'm excited about Venom. You got Tom Hardy, and you got Venom. And while the trailer doesn't look fantastic, I think there's a lot that they have kept on the sidelines. So I'm I'm very, I just hope there's more venom than the last ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, kind of. Oh well, we want this to be Tom Hardy's movie. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> but I'm excited for Venom. Uh, Wreck It Ralph two. Ralph breaks the internet. Uh, I love Wreck It Ralph one, but this so is a, this is another case of the trailer just. Ugh. I was like so underwhelmed. Like even when I heard the concept of it, I thought it was cool. But when I saw the trailer, I was just like, oh, okay. And I've only seen the trailer once. Yeah. And it was, I kind of didn't want to watch it because I just want to go see it. Yeah. Because I loved Wreck-It Ralph. So um, there's a lot of Disney in it this mm-hmm. time. Yeah. They're, they're kind of being very meta with it, right? Cause they're going to the internet and they, she runs into all the Disney princesses. There's star Wars references in there because yep. they own all that stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. So any, any kind of reference like that can only make it better, I think. So we'll see. Yeah. And then, uh, which I'm surprising, I'm very surprised that this is not on your list. It's Holmes and Watson. Yeah, I liked the first Sherlock Holmes. The second one, I just don't even remember. Oh, you don't even know what this is. Oh, no, it's not Sherlock Holmes 3? No. Is this the Will Ferrell one? This is Will Ferrell. Yeah, who's he with? Shake and Bake. Oh, it's both of them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even... So I saw Holmes and Watson listed, and then I um, I just assumed it was the Robert Downey Jr. one. But yeah, I completely... Then once you said that, I remembered all the news stories. But yeah, it hasn't been getting a lot of hype, and they don't even have a, it's not till, a trailer for it. Yet. No, it's not till like the last week of December. Okay. But uh, yeah, I saw that, and just the, the poster of them sitting there, you know, I was like, yep, I'm... And then... Do they have a poster, or are you just thinking of Step Brothers? Uh, whatever they had the poster... When I clicked on the link, whatever, it was just them too okay well yeah I, and, and it could have been from i'm trying to 
Yeah, it could have been from them wearing tuxedos <laughs> and stepbrothers, yeah. and they might have just thrown that picture out there. Okay, yeah, I could. I haven't heard much about it, so I wonder if it's really happening. Oh, it has a release date, so they had to have filmed it by now. I haven't heard much about it. I did see it listed on Joe Blow, but I don't know what the details are of it. Well, I'm excited for that. That's December. Well, yeah, I, I should say if I had looked closely enough at that, I probably would have put that on my list too. Because anytime <laughs> you can get Brendan Huff and Dale Doback together, <laughs> I, I will. I will be there to watch. So the last little bit of the podcast, I wanted to maybe talk a little bit about what's next for the podcast, which I'm not sure we know other than just continuing to, you know, keep on keeping on. But so you can probably expect two episodes a week from us, like we said, Tuesdays and Thursdays. There may need to be some breaks for vacations or traveling or whatever, but even then we might be able to work around it. We are talking about expanding our site so that instead of we would probably still do things on letterbox but maybe also having our ratings and reviews on our site as well so it's easier for people to find that one's going to be a little bit of probably a longer term goal because of the work it takes to do that but that would give everybody a chance to just go to our site and find our stuff we're hoping to continue all the retro reviews and so we're looking for suggestions on on those still yeah we've talked a lot about different things we could do. Somebody's mentioned actor spotlights, so we take an episode and talk about the actor and the movies they've been in, what we liked, what we didn't like. uh I know I kicked around an idea the other day about you know when we start twenty nineteen we pick a year and we go through we just mirror that year, yeah, we mirror that year, so in January we see january twenty nineteen movies, but maybe we also see movies for retros that came out in January of 89 or something like that. And the whole rest of the year we go through it like that, which I don't know. I'd have to take a look at what we'd be getting ourselves into. Cause I bet there's some really bad years out there. I bet there are, but yeah, good point. If you've got ideas on what you want us to cover for retros, keep throwing them out there. We keep a list of everything. Everybody said, we try to pick from them. Sometimes we pick them on our own. Like uh, one coming up is mission impossible Two, which wasn't anything anybody suggested, but it came out because Fallout's getting ready to come out. And then in the preview episode, we started talking about Mission Impossible 2 and needed to resolve our conflict about how good or bad that movie really was. So sometimes they just spring up naturally, but we always like to grab some from people that uh, have suggestions. So definitely want to keep those going. Obviously, we have some really outlandish ideas that would be fantastic. Like it'd be cool if we could grab a sponsor somehow. And yeah, if you want to sponsor an episode or a month, right. uh, we're happy to, to promote you on, yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. We're trying to get B and B theaters to listen because that's pretty much where you and I go all the time. Yeah. It would be nice. Cause it, it does cost a little bit of money for us to have the equipment and the storage space and the website space. And, you know, more publicity with a sponsor, a little bit of money would help us keep the podcast going. So that would always be fantastic. We've kicked around some ideas of a live episode where we watch something and just podcast it as we're going, which who knows how that would go. It'd be a long episode. It'd be a long episode. And then we've also talked about trying to get some special guests on, whether it's a couple of our friends that like movies or anybody else, just maybe a third party to to see what they bring to the table for an episode. So I think that's it for the what we've talked about with the podcast for the rest of the year. Otherwise, it's just two episodes a week. We keep grinding through the fall, and fall is actually going to get intense. I think sometimes during some of these months we've had, like August coming up, is it's pretty weak. Very weak, so we're having to fill it. I think it's going to quickly get to a point in the fall where we're like, there's more movies than we can put out for podcasts. So that's where it's important for if you 
like our reviews or anything like that, that you try to follow the site or follow us on Letterboxd or Facebook or Twitter, all the different avenues you have to be able to follow us, that's going to become even more important because we can't record an episode for every single movie that's out there. And all the new ones that do come out, we want to make sure that we're talking about the ones that you want us to see. Right. So not even just retro reviews, but just make sure that, that one of those is on our list. Yeah. We have the right of veto, though. Like, I'm not going to go see Mamma Mia 2. That's not going to happen. We well, have to watch the first one. <laughs> That's exactly why it won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that probably does it for our mid-year recap. As usual, go ahead and like us on Facebook. Go out to the podcast stores and leave us a rating or a review. I think we're up to 12 ratings on the Apple Podcasts, which doesn't sound like a lot, but we got somehow three additional ratings recently, and they're all five-star ratings. So that's all great. Keep doing that. Reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can always check us out at twoviewsmovies.com and email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. We will catch you next time.